What's going on? You're tuned in to another Six Visions exclusive interview. My name is Six Salim, and today I got two guests with me for the first time from Mansuki Recordings. Got Mansuki himself and Marco Cien. Gentlemen, how's it going? What's Thank up? you for being here. Thank you for this, Sikander. Thank, oh, Thank this you. Is, this is awesome, man. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So I'm <laughs> I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> I want to start from. Bro, like, I, I've been I've been a fan of you since I met you. I'm like I like oh. this. I like your vibe. And like Thank I, you. I I knew where, where this was gonna happen. This was bound to happen. Bound to happen and for like... sure. Um, <laughs> that's my fangirl moment. Now, I want to get into it real quick. Um, you got your fame off Vine. For those that remember, Vine is like the OG TikTok. <laughs> basically <Yeah. laughs> um Literally. talk about that a little bit uh ray how did you get into vine how did you start doing that oh, it was um before vine i was working at a part like a, a parking garage well not not a parking garage well i technically every single weekend i was working uh, at the parking garage but i was working for a parking company called uh com park services i don't think they they're in windsor anymore but Literally, it was literally on my birthday. It was on, uh, I think it was 2013, 2014, uh, March 20th. Yeah, I think 2013, March 23rd, on my birthday, we went out to, uh, I think, I don't think it exists anymore. It's fooleries. Me and my uh, boys were just out. We're shooting some pool. And, and I see two of my friends, Dakota Shepley, who is basically a professional, like, football athlete. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who went to the same high school as me, Marco, I know you know Dakota, yeah. <laughs> and then Sebastian Apt, who is in this this very big, um, in Ontario, they're huge in Ontario, and they're going to they're gonna make waves across Canada and the, and the world. Um, he's the lead singer um, for a band in Windsor called Hutch. Oh, yeah. And um, I saw them filming each other. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? So I decided to download the, the app. Literally the next day, it was, it was the 24th of March, in in my uh, car, uh, parking garage booth, and li li literally after that, I, I filmed my first Vine, and then that's when I started. Like I'm, I was bored. I'm, I'm in every Saturday. I was in this booth for 12 hours. So what am I supposed to do? So I decided to just film random people, go up to random people, and then it just started from there, and it skyrocketed, and then all of a sudden, skateboarders are are uh, coming to my, to my parking garage asking yeah. to have me sign their their skateboards, and then. Awesome. I signed my first contract, I think, in 2014, like LA contract to get uh, that monetization for anybody that views my my right. vines. And then it, it, after that, signed to Viral Nation um, in 2014. Viral Nation is is the the agency I'm currently working at now. They brought me in as head of talent relations, and it blew up. And then I knew I knew that Vine was gonna die like a year before. I saw the downfall. Like there was waves of Viners coming in. Mm -hmm. I was in that first wave. Um, and then a second wave came in, third wave, and then just started trickling down. And it's, it's, you could tell it was, it was kind of dying. They shouldn't have gotten rid of it, but I, that, that's just my opinion. Um, because why, why get rid of it when MySpace is still out there, you know? And sure. when you get, you have all the other social platforms uh, on there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's basically it. Just shot up, and then, and then I, I noticed the reason I noticed is because I was getting more brand deals through other social media platforms instead of Vine. So I just, um, I told myself, you know what, let's, let's, uh, my main passion is music. What am I doing? Let's just get started now. You know what I mean? Right. So were you doing music prior to even doing Vine or even like all that yes. stuff? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that YouTube channel doesn't exist anymore, but um, <laughs> I'm sure like a lot of Windsor people are, are going to be watching this once this is out. Yeah. Um, I did collaborate with a bunch of uh, people from my high school, a bunch of uh, people from other high schools too. 
I was known as that like that video guy that did, did covers and shit. Um, but then I realized, like, I looked at the covers, and then um, once I released my first single as as Ray Lagaya, not Mansuki, it was called Light. Um, I noticed that like the quality difference, so I had to like we can't have that shown if you want to push forward with like just being an artist and then showcasing because whatever's on the internet people will see right so like it was it was pretty difficult for me um going from like being a silly you know doing buying shit and doing silly skits and whatnot right into music right like i was doing covers and then the vine shit happened and then now i'm going back into it and it's just it, it's it's crazy, man. Like it's like look at where we are. Are you right on TikTok now. right now? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, well, I'm not. I'm not really posting though. Okay. Not really posting. I'm like, <laughs> I used to post all my old vines and then I I archive those because it's it's the image, right? It's the brand. Right. It's like Absolutely. it's building the brand. It's weird. Like if you think about it, compared to say like Coca Cola mm-hmm. or or McDonald's, you can't be promoting old old big mac recipes right or like like showcasing big mac recipes right. in the past right like you want to you want the, to show them what what you are now exactly. right and what you want to be that's awesome marco what about you man how long have you been in the whole music scene for uh so i mean i started producing in uh 2016 right but um i mean i've been doing music since i was six so you know i started off with piano lessons and then um this you know obviously high school band ray remembers that yeah um, we were in the same then, business class actually yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right you know what, it's funny because ray was sitting right in front of me in business class i forget whose class was it mr castagna castagna's yeah, yeah. holy names high school h and h represent yeah. so i was like and ray and i didn't break like we didn't hang out at the time that much no. like just basketball and, you, you were know. really quiet yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so he was like sitting right in front of me i remember Ray brought his laptop and day to school, and you were working on what was the Lupe Fiasco track you're working on? I guess it was it was a cover for uh, All Right, All Ready, and So Goes yeah. On. Yeah, 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 So Goes On. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him working on that, and you know, I just I kind of remembered that. Like I never forgot that. But you know, moving forward, I I went to university, um, majored in music, um, got my bachelor of education, um, and then just kind of. I started producing, like once Michael Jackson passed away, seeing Quincy Jones produce in the studio, um, you know, and seeing all those clips, it kind of inspired me to get into producing. Right. So, um, you know, I started writing and then um, I met uh, a friend of mine, Rayvon, in California. He's right. big in the, like, the music publishing scene with uh, TV and film. He's our sound he, designer, like, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was like my mentor. He was my mentor. He kind of showed me the way and then... That's kind of how I got into um, music and film and um, TV shows, you know, right in the background music to, um, you know, scenes uh, as well as sports broadcasts. And um, so, yeah, I mean, before I met Ray, like before we started working together, I mean, I was working heavily in, you know, music production for TV, mm-hmm. film, broad sports broadcasts. Yeah, but your catalog um, is very large. <laughs> you have a really big catalog, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um like from MTV to CNN to uh, uh, what like basically anything. Yeah, you, yeah, you have yeah. you have something yeah. there. Um, yeah. Now the I, like based off publishing, even like with Ray, you had a song on Temptation Island. Right. Right. So how is multiple like, multiple tracks? It's crazy. Multiple tracks. Yeah. Was it on multiple episodes throughout like various seasons? Yeah, as well? almost. Seasons, yeah, seasons one and two. 
How did that yeah. come about? So um, just that was one of the other publishers I was working with. And um, so then, you know, I, we, I sent in the album and um, I asked um, our manager, Josh Young, he's a CEO of the company. And uh, I asked him, you know, what can you do with this? So he said, okay, let me, let me see what I can do. And um, he ended up placing it on Atrium and, I mean, on Temptation Island. And it just took off from that. Shout out Josh, bro. Like, yeah. he's, he's helped us a lot. And, yeah. like, he believed in, in Mansuki as soon as he heard heard the sound. And yeah. he's been pushing for us. Like, we're, we're, like, out of all the artists on that publisher, like, we're, we're their favorite, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, Josh. Just let me know. <laughs> um. Now, Ray, when I met you, you had different colored hair. I did. And you yeah. were telling me. I was wearing a hat at the time, too. You were wearing a hat and you had brown hair, I think. You were telling me that yeah. you want to get into this whole K-pop thing because it was the wave at the time. Dude, it was. And it still is. Like, every it's, time. I feel if like you notice BTS, it will forever be. Like, they train those those artists like soldiers. So think yeah. of. Think of like back in the day when Michael Jackson, like the Jackson Five. Right. I, I know like there's many stories of like the father really whipping them to shit, not like whipping, but like who knows? Right, right, right. Like uh, you know, putting them into like <laughs> like this, this incubator incubator of being a full on artist, exactly. and that's what they do out there, mm-hmm. right? Like the the stories of Jay Park is pretty crazy because he I think he was living in the in the U S. and then he he moved to to Korea for for two three years to to live in that system. And and that just intrigued me so much because I'm like, you know, like, to be honest, like the artists in North America, like, they're, of course, they're, they're, they're hardworking and whatnot. They're, but compared to those K-pop artists, they're, like, to me, they're considered lazy. No offense to all the top artists in, in, in U.S., but like, especially up and coming artists that, that really want to make it right or, or, or like like that have a bit of traction mm-hmm. like that doesn't compare to any of those k-pop artists like tae yang um you know uh, top like i love big bang big bang's my shit yeah and then (laughs) just just seeing seeing all the past videos i'm sure like anybody that's listening just like just search it up search uh search up what they actually fucking do because these guys don't eat they don't eat they don't drink they just work they just work they dance they 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 focus on their craft and, and that just that that put me in a position where i'm like I need to do this. I feel like right? that's the definition so, like, of blood, sweat, tears. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And plus, like, branding, too. Mm-hmm. They have the look, mm-hmm. right? They have this certain look. It's not like they're just a regular person from the street, right? They have this some sort of style. And and I've always wanted, like, to, to have hair like this. So I'm like, you know what? Let's let's see. Let me do it. Looks good. You know, now, now it's just like it, you got to brand yourself. It's not when it comes to music it's not just it's not just the sound that you make it's 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 how you bring yourself forward to to the world to to your audience that's watching right so it's not like i i don't want to be that regular filipino filipino kid that that just sings you know what i mean i I want i want the i want to be the whole package right right? no that's fair because man when i first got into k-pop it was a choreography that intrigued me that got me hooked Oh yes, they're also like the live choreography too. When I they, watched when I watched BTS's dope video for the song dope. The, the song's dope. called dope. Is that when they're like outside and they have a bunch of other people? No, no, no. That was uh, oh no, it's an old one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, dope is an older one. I can't. I think okay. I want to say 2013 or something. But anyways, I got oh, I watched shit. it and I was hooked. 
And it got me to the point where I'm like, what the fuck? They can dance. And then I started watching more. And, like, the choreography was just dope. So I started researching uh, K-pop more. And then I started coming across uh, articles and videos of, like, the secret about K-pop, the truth about the industry. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, is it some kind of cult or something? Like, it's, it's crazy. And it's nuts. Like, Marco, are you a fan? I am. I am. Ray, you know what? Ray's the one that got me into it, too. Yeah. I had to. I, I was literally yeah. pushing songs on him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, and he, and, and for point. Marco. Yeah. Don't go ahead, I mean, Marco. After, sorry. After we wrote the uh, Feel album, there was a point, like, there was a stretch where Ray just kept sending me all K-pop stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I mean. <laughs> it's the know, sounds, the, man. It's the sounds. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the melodies. The melodies are catchy. It's just, I don't know. There's something about it. There so. was a there's that show on Netflix called Explained, and there's an episode dedicated to K-pop, and they had this uh, part in there where they broke down a song, and they're like, it's a mixture of several different genres, and they broke it down how yeah. like the drop is EDM, but the verses are hip hop, and the intro is like yeah. pop or something, and I'm like, that's fucking insane, like yeah, I wouldn't think to do up. that, like, gen- yeah. like and genre. I think that's why, yeah, and I mean, I think that's why it appeals to so many people. Right, we have so many different genres in that one, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's and yeah, go ahead. Oh, if you give K-pop a listen too, like like I know I know sick you you've listened to it now, Marco you too, and, and anybody out there that's not hasn't listened to it, just give it a chance. Play in the background. It's good like background music. And then as a musician or a, an artist, take any of those songs. If you put uh, English lyrics on it, it'll be a hit. Every single one of them yeah. is uh, is a pop hit. Yeah. It's very well constructed though. Like Ray, like you mentioned, like. They, that's all they do. They focus on their craft. And so when it's, when it comes to, like, you know, their schedule in the day, I feel like they have, like, three, four hours in the day for them to just kind of take a break. It's like when you're in yeah. high school and you have, like, that 10-minute gap to go to your next class. I feel like it's something yeah. like that, right? Because the, the, the team, the team that puts all this stuff together. Like, I was uh, looking up and researching. It says, like, a lot of the producers are, aren't even from Korea. They go to, like, Swedish producers or, like, uh, yes. American producers to get that You're different up. sound. And it's nuts. Um, But, yeah, man, like, I don't know. K-pop's fucking sick. I think it's dope as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, real quick, before I move on. Do you ever get, like, when you first started listening to K-pop, Mark, I think this is more towards you as well. Because yeah. I felt it too. When I started listening to K-pop, it's like you had like that weird sense of like, what am I listening to? Like, why am I listening <laughs> yeah. to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, it, it's addicting. It, like, yeah. it, it grabs you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So I, was, I think like not understanding, not understanding what they're saying yeah. plays a part of that. So, but I don't know. There's just something about it. Well, based off that, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, this is what it sounds like they're saying. Like there's English phrase or something. Yeah. And a lot of the lyrics yeah. is in Korean yeah. and it's not even English. <laughs> and i'm like this is so i'm like is there like yeah. is it purposeful like purposely done like this that they're crafting you know their lyrics in such a way to make it sound like it's an english term or something or am i just looking too deep into it i think but, they're yeah. mixing some english with no there, with, there definitely uh, is there korean, definitely is right? it's just the way they say it though sometimes it's an actual korean word that sounds like it's an english term and you english. know what? oh i see what you mean yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, think yeah, they yeah. do that on purpose and i think that's why it's so popular mm-hmm. in the asian in the, in the asian market because like if you look at a country like Italy, for example, mm-hmm. over there, all my relatives there, they love American music. Mm-hmm. They rather listen to American music before Italian music. Right. So I think in like Korea and China and all that, like the fact that it has that Americanized sound from like what you said from it sounding like they're actually speaking English. I think it, that's why it appeals to them so much because it has that, you know, that Americanized right. sound. 
I think that's it feels so good to go. too. It's it's like it's yeah. like Justin Bieber yeah. Intentions yeah. album, but yeah. in in Korean. You know what I mean? It just yeah. feels so good to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Um. So man, you guys, besides the whole Vine situation, like you have been making a name for yourselves and like growing the brand of Mansuki like as a whole. Um. You've been featured on the Wall Street Journal, Vanity Fair, like ET Canada. It's not like those aren't small names, you know. Like, <laughs> So what were you featured on those four, and how did they even? Like, um, majority they... of them have been just the, like the Vine stuff, right? Like the rise of Vine, and then like that's when people started figuring out, oh shit, like people are making thousands and thousands of dollars posting six second videos, right? I think Vanity Fair was um, we went, we ended up uh, going to New York. A bunch of Viners decided to just like fly to New York, just book their our own hotels, and then meet at, at, at a certain location, and we just closed that shit down. Right. And then and then the news ended up coming through. Right. And then uh, same with Wall Street Journal. That was like a full story on on the, our, our agency, Viral Nation, mm-hmm. um, along with like how many how much influencers actually get from that. Um, E.T. Canada that like when when I started working with E.T. Canada, that was when um, shout out to Kate, by the way, uh, from E.T. Canada. She's on, I think she's on mat leave. So um, hopefully she's out there healthy and safe. Um, but she she saw like I, I forgot how we started talking, but she invited me to to do an interview for my Vine shit, right. and then that led into like at that time that's when I released the we released the the threesome EP, mm-hmm. um, so that was a the perfect way the perfect leeway to to transition from from being this silly guy doing I think at the time it was that um, trend going on. Uh, and i i did that 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 trend with them we did we did like a couple vines together and then i think the next interview was about the music because they noticed that i was more of a a musician now than than a viner so that really led led me into becoming who i really like who i really want like saw myself as as a, a an artist as mansuki right I would love to tell a bunch of artists like like how to approach certain things, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to this, because relationship building is definitely number one. Yeah, you need to to build those relations. It's not just like posting on on Facebook or or, or, or messaging someone saying, "Hey, check this out." It's it's more than that, right? It's more, it's it's actually trying to connect with them and, and going out for a coffee. Not during these times, but you know what I mean, like <laughs> shit like this. Like I did, I decided yeah. to reach out to you because I'm like, this is the perfect time. Everyone's home. Everyone, everyone needs needs entertainment. Right. This shit right here is entertainment. I appreciate you reaching out first and foremost, of course. Um, oh, dude, <laughs> we wanted you before the CTVs. Like, <laughs> like let's 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 get to, like because you've been asking, right? Like, yeah. and 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 I don't want to like all of a sudden do an ET Canada interview or a CTV Windsor interview and then have you do it right after, right? Like, I let like I. That's the whole point. It's it's no, I the build up, you. right? The yeah. ramp up. Appreciate you. Now, based off all those connections and relationships and stuff like that too, like how would you advise someone to go about even doing that? Because I know a lot of people uh, personally who are, you know, asking me too, like how do you reach out to people? What do I say? I don't know what to say when I reach out. You just gotta be yourself. Like at the end yeah. of the day, like you just gotta. Tell that fucking thing in your head that says, oh, that sounds weird. That sounds creepy. I don't know if I should reach out to this person. Get that out of there. Like at the end of the day, the internet is is a beautiful thing where you can reach out to anybody. You can reach out to anybody. I reached out to Twisted by just DMing the guy. 
Think about that. Yeah. Like, and then look at the, the, the track that's out right now. Yeah. Like I, and, and I, the only other feature I have shout out Richie Nicks is the last, um, song on the feel album that we released in 2018. Like I, I, I'm like, hey, bro, like, because he, he was running that studio at the time. And I I looked up to him when I was in high school. I looked up to him because he was he was doing his thing. He was like touring with Kesha. He was doing festivals with Big Sean. Like this guy, like people need to pay attention, like because he has an, a new studio. And and shout out to him because like he's like he's to, to this day. I like I respect him and um, I thank him for for really being one of those those leaders that those pioneers for Windsor oh, yeah. when it comes to to hip hop and and pop music. Yeah, I ran into him at Staples too. I fangirled over there too with over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would do the same. I'm, thing, not, I'm bro. not good. Like, I was fangirling I'm not good when, when I was I'm like a really big fan with somebody. I try to contain it as much as I possibly can <laughs> until it comes up. Uh, <laughs> now you mentioned that song with Twista. It's called yeah. Overdue. Man, insane. Fucking insane. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Marco, you had a hand in the production side, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Along yeah. with yeah, Avia. So pretty much came, you came up with the idea. Avia. Yeah. So we co- yeah, we collaborated on it and um, yeah, and then we just I don't know, as soon as once we finished the track, we're like this is we knew like Avius and I knew this was gonna be a hit, so and then yeah. you know, we passed it over to Ray and he did his thing and it just, you know, and here we are. So So what so was Twista like the last addition to it or was it like pre-planned like the connection with Twista was made like yo we're gonna make a track and then how did it, it was Twista was the last piece it was actually Avius and then Twista we were actually working with other engineers um and and, and uh, other producers before that but we the, we thought it was it was the one but we just it, we it was missing it wasn't something. right it, was it wasn't it didn't feel right like the yeah. the energy wasn't what I expected and then when I came into the studio, I think that's when I met you. At the yep. same time I met you, I met Avias, I think. This song and was from then? No, 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 no. That was, oh, yeah, oh. yes. I think it, uh, we had started. it was since last summer, actually. Wow, okay. <laughs> it was way back. Okay, okay. That's been a while. Gives you perspective of, like, right. now, like, literally. Like, I hopped, I, I think I posted on my stories. I hopped on a FaceTime um, with Twista um, just to explain, like, how I felt about the song, like, what he needs to do. Um, some references and just give him the ideas of what I envision. And that was like August 19th or August 25th, 2019. This was in the summer. So like, like, I remember that one single song happened. I know, right? This took us so like Marco and I, like (laughs) we, we make jokes all the time. Like, man, this song is literally overdue right now. Like (laughs) (laughs) pun intended. Um, that's crazy. Do you have, I don't know if you can say obviously, but like Twista was like, no small feature. Do you have a bigger feature lined up or do you have someone in mind that you want to reach out to? There's a few. There's, there's a few. Yeah. There, there, there's definitely like before, before I start talking about that, where when that, when music gets released, there has to be a music video. Right. And then, then I remember having another podcast and I mentioned the same thing. There has to be a music video. So, um, Look out for that. Just just pay attention, see see what's up, and then and then we are currently working on track. Literally, as soon as we dropped this single uh, like a week ago, I get a text from Marco, and he's like, "Okay, I'm right." Like, quote unquote, this one track. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up the mix for this track. I'm 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 let's let's keep this moving forward." I'm like, "Shit!" Like, 
Okay, K-pop mode, K-pop mode. Let's keep going. Let's keep working. Oh shit, that's awesome. Because Some, sometimes I get lost in like the numbers, and I'm like, oh, like just looking at my screen for too long, and then I get a text from Marco, and I gotta get back to work. You right. Know what I mean? So he kind of keeps you in check. Pretty much. <laughs> Him, and I, of course, my parents. Yeah. Obviously, Marco and Joe and Matt from uh, Viral Nation. They are technically technically my agents, and they've been. I, they're my family. Like I, I love them so much. They they changed my life when it came to like the social media stuff, and now they they basically t- uh, taught me everything I know, and they they put me in a space like, bro. Like I've cried in front of all of them. Yeah. Like Marco especially too, like especially before the Feel album, I was like I cried like a baby because like I didn't know what to do with my life. You know, like mm-hmm. I knew music was there, but I just I wanted shit to happen now. Mm-hmm. Right. I want like and that's that's what everybody wants. Like I want this shit. I want a million views. I want this. I want that. And then I just lost like that stressed me out. And then I lost myself right for for a moment. And if you listen to my feel album, like it, it showcases like my feelings during that time. Of course, it's a, like there's a, lo- a bunch of like sensual stuff about that. But as, as you go through, like listen to the album um, because it, it tells a story. Mm-hmm. Like it tells a story, and then it, it, by the end, that's when it really hits. Right. Um, one last thing about this song before I move on. There's TikTok challenges about it already. Oh yeah. Like we, the, we we prep for this. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. That was quick. That was real quick. No, no. Like I was I was scrambling because like I had I had a few people lined up to do it, um, and then shout out Danica, who's who's uh, um, she's actually it's so weird to to say that I'm, I'm her boss but she's a talent agent as well and she she manages a bunch of other um influencers in the space for viral nation um she has she's a dancer and she has a bunch of dancer friends so she reached out right away and then one of her dancer friends ended up core uh, choreographing did i say that right choreographing, choreographing um yeah. <laughs> the, the dance itself and then it just spread like we got families doing it um, and then like I have other people DMing me saying they want to do it. I'm like, okay, as long as you send me the video file so I can post it on my on my Instagram feed, then we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you so much. You know, like, <laughs> it's getting crazy, man. Like, I can't believe. Like, I, I think we did it. Like, Marco and I, and Avius. Steph, shout out Stefano. Like, I love that yeah. guy. Like, I'm so glad you signed up right for Nancy Recordings. <laughs> there, there you go. Voices. Check out Voices EP. <laughs> it's a hit. But, bro, like it's. It's a blessing, man. I, I I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah. No, I definitely see, like, the growth from when I, like I said, I've been starting to listen to you till now. Like, just, it's like night and day. Like, and, you know, it's only up from here. So, and the work ethic shows Thank it. Right? The, the work Hopefully ethic shows not, it. As long as we're not getting worse. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. No, no, the work ethic shows it for sure. Like, I am inspired by your work ethic. Like, I'm in my office right now, and I spend a lot of time here, even during this whole situation that's going on whenever i can get in here i do just so i can get shit done and i look back and i'm like why like what am i doing why am i doing this because like i like you said i don't know what i want to do in my life but i want to make something of myself you know what love, i mean and, and you have that passion too man like it's and, like the, you love you're, you're a personal guy yeah, and you. that's why you're doing this shit yeah right and then that's yeah. why like i had immediate good vibes when i met you bro like thank honestly you. thank you yeah, and so Honestly. I look up to and you guys because one thing for me was like I hear this all the time. I'm from Windsor. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that a bunch of times too. 
for anybody that says that to themselves, change your change your energy. It's easier said than done. But like Rob Rocco went to Holy Names. Now he's a full on actor living in L.A. She's from Windsor. He's a he's a, who's a drummer for a band. And then now he's a full on actor. Um, he is on what show is that? Uh, that uh, was it Riverdale. I, I forget. Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Dakota Shepley. Big, big professional athlete now. I think he's living in BC. Um, myself, myself, Marco. Like it's just we we work our asses off to the point where like there's nothing else to do. You know, you don't don't get caught just just sitting around or like as long as you're thinking of positive things, thinking thinking certain things to just keep your your psyche, your 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 whole energy moving. Mm-hmm. You know. For sure. That's, and, that's, be op- and be open to criticism. That's the biggest. Yes, thing. that's and that's that's a lo- that's very difficult for a lot of people when, mm-hmm. when you mention something. Um, there then there's a difference between criticism and hate. I was just gonna <laughs> clear, say that there's a difference that. though. People don't really know the difference, but um, no, definitely when, for when sure. When you criticize someone, you gotta you gotta make sure that you tell them what's like your opinion on why you think it should be something else, and then back it up with like why like. You say, how how, I, how should I explain this? My head's all over the place right now. <laughs> I feel like think criticism is this is what my opinion is and what I think yeah. can be better. Not this is what I don't like about it. Period. There you go. There you go. Exactly. So. All Straight right. Out of my- <laughs> um, one uh, Marco. So I want to talk yeah. to you real quick. Yeah. You are. You said you're an educator as long as uh, as well as a music producer. Right. Those are kind of two, I guess, almost opposite in a way, like yeah. fields, right? <laughs> yeah. How do yeah. you find yourself juggling both of them, managing both? Uh, just having a passion for both. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, it, it doesn't feel like work to me. So, you know, I'll teach during the day because I teach music at, um, for the Catholic board. So I'll teach during the day. And then um, when I come home, I'm working on my music. So it's just like, you know. I think just being passionate in those two fields helps a lot. Um, and obviously, like, working hard and, you know, using the weekends, taking advantage of the weekends and, um, you know, not really going out too much and, you know, just really focusing on my on those two crafts, you know. Um, so that's, that's And at least you're thing. not, like, a science teacher or English no, yeah. teacher, right? <laughs> She's an actual, like, a music teacher. Right. Being a music, it's, being a music teacher is different from being a, say, a science teacher or a math teacher or... You know, so it's, um, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of like, I know they're two different fields, but I'm living in the best of both worlds. I love educating, you know, so I love helping people out and um, especially when it comes to the music industry and um, any, honestly, anything. So uh, it's been a blessing so far. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, teaching is a fun thing. I didn't realize how fun it could actually be and being able to share that knowledge it's, to me is like it's yeah. an interesting thing. Right. It's rewarding. And yeah. you, and the thing is, you, you learn from other people, too. That's mm-hmm. the nice thing about it. Um, yep. So especially like I can I even learn from my own students because they're so yep. creative. Right? right. So then you kind of see how they work and then you're like, oh, you know, it's refreshing to see. Yeah. You know? I feel like if it was something like a science or a math, it's like a fixed way to do it. So your students like, well, try this. It's like it won't work. Right. But something yeah. like music yeah. or film production, like when I teach it, right. like watching someone do something I'm like shit, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, 100%. and plus, like these kids, man, that that Marco's teaching, he gets to see what they're listening to, like right mm-hmm. now, because 
at the end of the day, it's it's the kids that that, that are gonna strive. Like it's they're they're our future right. when it comes to right. what constructions, being doctors, yeah. or or <laughs> whatever music they're listening to. Yeah, absolutely. One question I had for you, Marco. Do you think music theory is important to be a producer? <laughs> I second that question too. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. 100%. Because um, the music, like, I hated music theory growing up. Couldn't stand it. But because I was classically trained, both piano and theory and all that. So having that, that knowledge kind of gives you a step. You're almost like a, you're a step ahead of the curve. Like you're step ahead of everyone else because you know about chords you know progressions you know um it helps develop your ear so like the theory i know it's boring and it may not seem like you need it but it definitely gives you a leg up especially when you're trying to come up with like complex and unique type of chords i think it's important to have that theory obviously you don't need it because there's been a lot of producers grammy winning producers that have you know they don't even have any theory background right so um and they've used their ears but i think it doesn't hurt. It never hurts. I think to have it just gives you a little bit more knowledge. And um, yeah, yeah, so teach I think me. it's, I think it's important. Me. Yeah, teach <laughs> me. <laughs> um, no, because that's a debate I have with my friend where he's like, it is yeah. like essential. I'm like, it's helpful, but not essential. The right. example I always use is Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And it True. depends the type of learner you are, too. Yeah. You know, like some people just have a really good ear and that's how they produce and they end up making bangers, you know? And so I don't think it, I think it's a case by case uh, situation. Um, I think because I grew up with the theory, I was able to use it in a way that, you know, would help me produce the music that I'm producing today. So, but I mean, I guess, I think it depends on the type of learner you are and um, you know, whether you have a good ear or not. Um, so I think it's really open-ended. It, it just depends on the, the individual. Gotcha. And that was a personal question for me. I had to sneak one in there for yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, a couple of years ago, you had an opportunity that was, right. I, again, I was like, shit, this is sick. Like, that's when I thought you guys were unreachable. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, that's it. They're gone. I'll never talk to them ever. <laughs> um, you had an opportunity to go to the Grammys. Right. <laughs> How did this happen? Because, Marco, I know you're, what, you're on the Grammy board or something, I'm, right? an, I'm an associate member of the Grammy Academy. So, like, I have, I get the, I have the privilege of sending in music yeah. um, to get considered for a Grammy nomination. Wow. Um, Let's talk about that part first. How did you get become a part of that? Um, I just, honestly, it's just like what we were talking about before. I reached out to the Grammy Academy and I said, you know, how do I become, how do I become, like, part of the Academy, you know, part of what you guys are doing? And um they asked for you know my credentials my discography everything that i've done um you have to qualify to become a member they look for certain things like work that you've done um how many albums you've you've worked on how many singles you have released um other work that you've done in the industry and then depending on that then that's how they determine whether you're you're this part is, of the academy this or is not. crazy like this is the first so, time i'm hearing this because yeah. I, I have no idea <laughs> And so, this can go uh, yeah. back to relationships and networking. You just right. It's just right. And I mean, I didn't. I wasn't sure if they would accept me. I just mm -hmm. thought, you know, why not? Let's just see. Because I figured with all the work that I had done up until that point, I thought I have a good shot. Mm -hmm. So I try. I, you know, I sent that in, and then 
I think it was just before my birthday. They uh, they accepted me, and oh, wow. now I get an invite every single year. What a birthday um, gift! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was honestly, it was, it was amazing, amazing gift. So, oh. um, and then you know, I, we had gotten inv- we had gotten invited that first. Um, I think we got an invitation in November, mm-hmm. and we were about to like we were ready to go. I remember we had talked about it, um, and then in February, like that week, my mom had passed away. Oh. So then yeah. oh, that's yeah. when we, that's when I said, you know what, I don't want to, at that point, I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So She's I looking just, down too, on us now, yeah, man. No, for sure. Overdue so, is really, for sure. Really thinks, uh, that's that's so, all her. I feel her every that's day. All her. You know, with me. So, yeah. um, but I mean, I get the opportunity to, to go every year now. I get the invite every year. So um, we're just waiting for the right, the right, the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Because we think... saw the seats. We're like, nah, let's let's wait till they, you know, to they give the us main, yeah. main, yeah. main uh, yeah. section. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So, um, one question I had for both of you, like before we before we sign off here, again, another personal question from me. Besides the whole networking thing, and besides the whole um, you know, relationship part, how important do you feel like it is to you like to keep a tight knit circle, like the people that you come up with. Like, because you know, people always say like you have to cut certain people off to keep going. Have either of you ever had to, you know, come across that part where you're like your close friends are just no longer there with you? For me, yes. Um, well, I this is when I moved to Waterloo to live with my my cousin and his band. Um, I think it, I think it was more forced than anything. It's not like I had to reach out to them. Like, sorry, bro, I need to focus on this. Like. As soon as I moved, I know I know the relationships will start to dwindle a bit, and we won't keep in contact from like my friends out in Windsor. But I know to this day, like if they're watching, that I know they're happy for me. I'm happy for them. I really hope everything's good, you know. And then then when we do see each other again, it's not like oh, where have you been? It's like mm-hmm. yo, like it's been so long. Yeah. Like this is amazing, you know. It, yeah. It's all good vibes and. You, you got to do what you got to do to to get rid of not get rid but like to to find the right people to bring in your circle because if one person is just that one negative nancy mm-hmm. then that'll affect the rest of the group mm-hmm. right so like for for me like i keep i keep marco around i keep of course my agents around um like whenever like i'm near the studio like of course you're around like you're good to have around right just to to uplift the vibes and uh, you know Brandon and 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 all those guys like shout out Rem Dog Rem Dog Remy's like one of my good good buddies too, um, but it's it went from like having like 50 plus friends to like having really close friends that are like five like five friends five to ten friends, you know it, it just dwindles but like those relationships will be forever. Right, absolutely, Marco. What about you, man? Yeah, um, I mean I've always had a close friend group. But I think it's it's changed throughout each phase of my life. You know, I think grade school you have a certain amount of like, you know, a certain group. Then in high school you have that certain group. Um, and then I think once university, once I was in university, that's when I really developed like I solidified that group that I had. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm good with everyone though. You know, even people that I haven't talked to in a while, whenever they reach out to me, I'm always you know, it's always nice to hear from them and you know talk to them, but. I think like a lot of my friends that I had in high school and grade school, they're in different paths, you know, they're in different fields. And so I think that's the other reason why as well. Um, I think a lot of my 
like the, my closest friends now, they've all been involved with music in some way. So, um, but I think, you know, Ray and I, we've also had to, you know, we have had to cut people out um, while we've been, you know, since we've yeah, met. Yeah, a lot of, a lot you know, of people out. engineers and, and it's just, you know, people in it for the wrong reasons right. and uh, yeah. just like what Ray said, the bad. Can I tell bad a story? Yeah. Yeah, sure. One engineer um like he he before avius it was it was overdue and then i i heard a version and i'm like i i gave my points like I'm, it was missing something and then and then i had to hop on a call and I'm like this is not it like let's i think we need to like go a different direction like when it comes to sound and then he he told me on the phone i guarantee twist and team will love this on the phone i'm like um <laughs> i didn't know what to, i'm like okay let I, I i put him to the test i'm like okay let me give it a twist of then <laughs> twist yeah. this team but at the same time and then afterwards he's like but if you're not fucking with it and then then, then we'll, we'll try to like, he was all like negative and yeah. all that shit and i'm in my head i'm like wait a minute whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. The, at the end of the day this is a, this is a group effort this is this is for mansuki right right and then i I'm Mansuki. <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> this is what it should be and like this is how i see it and he straight up told me like this is not no, like this. This is what this is what it should be, and I'm and in my head I'm like, no, this, this let's cut him. I talked to Marco. I'm like, let let's. I'm I'm done with this, because we, I I'd rather move forward with someone that believes in in what what my vision is, is not their vision of what it should be, right? And then that's what a lot of artists should really keep keep to themselves. It's just really, just really keep keep to yourself and keep keep your your artistry mm -hmm. just just free don't don't let anyone else take control of it right unless well, it's like drake or something you know what i mean yeah. and then <laughs> it's like okay i'll give i'll be very open <laughs> fair enough man on that note gentlemen i want to thank you for joining me again it was it was a fun conversation we got to get you guys here in person next time man that was uh, yes next yes, time sure. when, when all this bullshit is all over yes. then uh, <laughs> make it happen yeah i hope you guys are staying safe man um yeah i want to give a quick shout out to avius though again for the hoodie here you can stream his uh ep hey. voices all over spotify apple music everywhere um ray you've heard it right mark oh you've yeah heard it. like it's yeah. from the yeah. ground up like i was there from the beginning the inception of this project and just seeing it become what it is was it's fucking unmatched from what i've he heard and the new shit he's working on crazy <laughs> Crazy. I'm stoked for that. I haven't heard anything yet, but we're ready. Oh, like we're you're, ready. You're to... in for a ride, man. You're in for a ride. <laughs> it's a whole concept on this one. It's not just music. There's more to it. So it's Kanye who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's working. Um, before we go, do you guys want to give out your social media handles? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lagaya at Ray Lagaya for uh, Instagram, and then at Mansuki for Twitter. That's it. <laughs> You can just search Mansuki on YouTube if you want to, but um, overdue out now. Marco, you don't even have you just have Facebook. I don't have social. You yet. don't want people adding you. <laughs> I don't have social. I don't have social media. I keep everything personal and uh, just you know close to, close to the vest. You know. Isn't it hard to operate in this business in this world in this time of day or this time this age and whatever I'm trying to say in this time <laughs> without social media? He's Not got really. me. He's got you. No, that's you know, and I told yeah, and that's the thing with Ray. Like, I told Ray, I'm like, I'm I'm your producer exclusively. You know, I'm I'm Mansuk, like I'm producing for Mansuk, and that's that's it. I wanna I wanna create this unique sound. Just focus on what he's doing because I know that's by doing that, that's how we're gonna take it to the next level. 
Um, I think with the film and, and production, like the film and TV stuff, um, you don't really need social media for that. Just having, I have a, having those contacts with the publishers, that's enough because they, they work on your behalf, right? Like sending it out, advertising it. So I'm, I'm fortunate with that. Um, you know, I think if I was trying to sell beats online or, you know, trying to work with different artists, I think, yeah, I would, you know, obviously I would need social media, but I think, you know, with what I'm doing now, like just not having that distraction. Um, I've noticed that for me, my, like it's taken my music to another level, um, for sure. So, but that's just my personality. I don't like, I don't like being on the social, on social media, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. So I told Ray this morning, I'm like, you know, I'm tempted just to like reactivate my account just to see like twist the stories. Cause he's telling me all those <laughs> twisted stories. And I was like, but I thought, you know what? It's yeah. just, I don't want to go. I don't want to go near it. So. I feel like once you activate that account back, you're going to be hooked on it again exactly exactly it's a trap man exactly exactly so yeah all right well gentlemen thank you again for joining me ray uh marco i appreciate it appreciate your time thank you and you can follow me on instagram at sick underscore slim twitter at sick underscore slim subscribe to this youtube page like the video comment i want to know your thoughts on these interviews man is it worth doing anymore at all (laughs) yes no i want to know (laughs) you are gonna listen to this man yeah this you are gonna listen to this and my the podcast the audio only version is on anchor.fm and spotify now too the links are all in the bio you can check it out below thank you for watching see you next time peace